0: and welcome to The Shore, a meeting place for people in film. I'm Dominique Anderson. Each episode, I sit down with women working across film and television to discuss their careers, the industry, and what they want for the next generation of women in film. Today, I'm joined by Danielle Sahoda. Danielle is an award-nominated production designer whose credits include Slip, How to Buy a Baby, The Lake, and Wedding Season. Danielle has worked in music videos, commercials, features, and scripted television with work spanning genres, elevating storytelling through the creation of evocative visual worlds.
1: Let's dive in. Why film and TV for you? I guess when when I was younger, I was always really interested in drawing Mm -hmm. and I was really interested in writing. Yeah. And it all kind of came together when I decided I wanted to do film and Mm -hmm. I went to Ryerson for school there. And I didn't know what production design was, really, before I started school. I was kind of just directing experimental films where I would paint on 16 millimeter and stuff. Oh, cool. Obviously, that's not really a good career choice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Or not an easy one. Um, Not that production design is particularly easy. But with production design, I I found that I combined a lot of my interests. And it it kept my mind busy in in all the ways it likes to be busy. Mm -hmm. and. It felt like it could take all the aspects of directing that were my favorite, and still give me um, a chance to have a vision of a project. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with all the aspects of directing that I wasn't comfortable with taken out, like yeah. communicating with actors and <laughs> uh, kind of the schmoozing, yeah, <laughs> um, things that um, d- directors directors uh, have to do so much beyond just the creative.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Yeah. And then, so how did you move into the industry? When I was in school, I started designing some student films. And so some of the student films I designed went on to festivals while they were basically like fourth year films or third year films. So my name kind of, I think, got out as a designer, but I was really like a 19 year old kid. Yeah. And um, like my first year or first six months, I was making tons of mistakes and just learning from them and figuring mm. out what I should do better next time or how to make this more efficient or how budgets work. And and then it just really started to snowball after that because it was exciting for me. Like it, I really got my hands dirty in every single aspect of production design. Like I would be drawing my sets, I would be shopping for them. I learned how to build flats <laughs> and carry them across the studio by myself. Like, yeah. everything was interesting to me about it. Like, being in that low-budget world was was really helpful for me to be able to do that because I had no option other than to figure out a bunch of things for myself. Mm-hmm. And you're really trying to create... a a show that looks a lot more expensive than it is but not just expensive but really tells the story as best as you can but with so few resources you're forced to think so far outside the box but I just had this tenacity about it like this was this is what I was obsessed with at the time and so it it felt easy even though I was basically not sleeping or eating (laughs) because I was just excited by it and I think because of that, my job, every job would be like significantly bigger than the next job very quickly. And before I knew it, I was like doing like mid-level shows and it really just snowballed in that way. Yeah. Without any particular planning. Like I had no like mindset, or like this is my goal. Or this is gonna be my career. And I need to do these steps to do to do that. I was just too focused on whatever project I was doing at the time. Yeah. And they were mm-hmm. like, probably this girl is like a psycho, she's obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> but she'll really get the job done for <laughs> you. <laughs> What's the best piece
0: of advice you've ever received? People or do you haven't, advi- or people you haven't advice- really
1: given me any advice?
0: <laughs> or do you have advice that you give people if people ask you for advice?
1: Really, I, I think that in the art department in general, being as well-rounded is, is, as possible is really important. Mm-hmm. Be- not necessarily before or after you, you specialize in something, but you're, when you're world-building, everything is related. Like understanding how sets are built, how, understanding how set deck is shopped for, how those decisions are made. Going out in the real world on scouts and stuff, getting on set is key as well. Like, I like anybody new, I try and advise them to get out of their comfort zone. Like, don't think about specializing in something too quickly, or don't really focus on what your goal is. Just try and be a sponge. Because mm-hmm. then, something like the more that you allow yourself to experience and get out of your comfort zone with, something like authentic that you're authentically good at or an authentic direction is gonna like find its way to you Mm -hmm. versus really trying to push for something and trying to be be something which is often trying to be like somebody else or like trying to be like what you should be like arm yourself with understanding
0: yeah yeah I love that that's great advice what's the worst piece of advice that you've ever received
1: to stay pretty and everything would be okay. What? <laughs> somebody, I think I was like talking, it was years and years ago and I was t- talking to somebody about being worried about when my next job was gonna come. And th- th- their piece of advice to me was, you know, you just be, be pretty and charming and um, everything will be okay. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah i didn't i i was very confused because i wanted to punch them but i knew that wasn't socially acceptable yeah
0: yeah that's so weird okay it's well gross. that's de- that's definitely terrible advice
1: it's yeah yeah D- don't tell anybody to smile more or be pretty it's just not good
0: do you think that gender still plays a role in our industry
1: yes <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's a lot that I think about in terms of cum- communication, like things that don't necessarily come naturally to me. But I think like that's not just for for me as I don't think those experiences are just occurring to me as as an like an autistic ADHD woman. Mm-hmm. Like I think that a lot of women are having the same kind of thought processes of having to overthink how they present information or how they come across mm-hmm. in a way that men don't have to in order to not offend anybody all the time, especially when when telling somebody what to do. Like, I feel like I always have to think about how do I tell somebody what to do directly to get, to get what I need, need from them without making them feel like I'm telling them what to do. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's such a dance of um, like my authentic self is very direct. That's how I prefer to communicate. Yes. Yeah. But if I'm too direct with people, even though I don't mean anything bad by it, I'm just telling somebody what I would like to see. I can't, I can't, I can't do that because I think it comes across as, as rude because I'm a woman and because I'm a young woman. Yeah. So I have to kind of befriend a lot of the men that I work with a lot more so that it feels safer for me to tell them what to do. And I don't think men, that even crosses men's mind. Yeah, I see men who are in various positions um, tell people that they would like something change and it just happens. When I ask for something change, I usually get like five rounds of excuses as to why that would be annoying. Yeah. Um, that I have to navigate through and be like, kind of, we're getting there, we're getting there. Like, try not to say anything negative. Don't bring anybody down, but like, let's keep going, you know. And it's also like just the, the innate um, tr- trust and respect for what position you're in mm-hmm. isn't automatically there. Like, like when I first started, I was a kid. And when I started working on DGC projects, like union things, a lot of the people I was working with were significantly older than me, and were men, mm-hmm. and when they look at you and it's kind of like, oh, this is our boss, that's automatically a step down that you've got to come back from, whereas men don't have to deal with that at all, they don't have to think about, they don't have to, like, worry about somebody assuming that they shouldn't be there at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, th- th- like, it's these subtle, non-overt ways that gender discrimination is still, I think, very prevalent in on the projects I've worked on, at least. Yeah.
0: No, I I think so as well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a... Um, I mean, I'm kind of leading the witness <laughs> yeah. with it, but if you could change one thing about the industry, what would it be?
1: The length of the work days that's expected. Yeah. But I would change it to the timelines. It's um, There's a lot of imbalance between what is cost effective and treating people like humans mm-hmm. i think outside of cost and there's just there's it's it's easy i think for the art department to like keep dropping down and down the list in terms of figuring out the the, the whole puzzle which i always like to get very involved in the puzzle of the schedule and when we shoot things mm-hmm. and what locations we're going to actually go to because they work with the schedule as well to allow us more time creatively to pull off what we want to yeah and it's I find it's like this is very easy for people to forget that the the art department is a huge team first of all of people yeah and that all their lives get significantly worse every time they get pushed down the list for like camera for cast for um for just budget pinching here and there for you know all the many other things that people kind of forget about this like one of the biggest teams of the show like the amount of times that pms and stuff have just been like well just let your crew work seven days a week they'll get overtime but my crew doesn't want to work seven days a week because they are more than just monkeys in the spreadsheet they have lives yeah
0: i'm always like don't fucking do that to everybody like just let them go home like mostly they just want to go and like Spend their weekends with their kids, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. People and, like, have not...
1: children and yeah. families, and well, even if they don't, they have shit they want to do that makes their life complete.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also, like, why not? Like, why, why should they have to give up any of that just to do this thing?
1: Every- Everybody, different. Like, I'm like I can hyper focus for ages and ages and ages. Which I'm sure the film industry loves. <laughs> um, but it's not healthy for me. It's not yeah. like good for my nervous system. Like I still get dis like whether I notice or not, I'm still getting like dysregulated after a, a certain amount of hours. Yeah. I- but I'm even if I'm still working. It's, it's like as we learn more about work life and as we learn more about We're about just, everything. Yeah, like shouldn't, about how we work. shouldn't we be open to adaptation with that?
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Most people can work at like 200% for a short amount of time, but you can't do that for yeah, for weeks and weeks. Like of course you can't. Of course you can't. Like can. I don't know why. Yeah. Like
1: yeah. It's it's so it's, it's, it's not just for me. That's it's really for the crew, I think, because oh yeah. Like totally. I know that I'm I'm a bit different in terms of like what what I perceive as a lot of work. Like I can kind of go for 2 weeks straight, but why Why should I? Like, if preps were longer and, you know, production schedules didn't have us bouncing into three studio builds within the same week, yeah. um, it, there's just not enough value on, on human life, I think.
0: Yeah. What do you wish you'd known before you began working in film and TV?
1: I was so young. I just wish I knew more about myself, really. Mm, like, yeah. I, I wish I had, like, been a a more developed adult <laughs> I don't think this is gonna be relevant to many people but um I think I I was using film as a big distraction at the time because it was like it's like everybody has a particular role I understand this life makes sense now yeah but I also didn't give myself very much opportunity to figure out why life was so hard outside of that. Mm -hmm. And then I was so busy working all the time that I didn't have to. It was like, I can just push this all away. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I, I think that being in this industry requires a lot of mental fortitude. And for me, the more like I discovered about myself and the more authentic I could start being, it all became a lot more, enjoyable working with other people
0: yeah yeah I like that I think that I think it's relevant I think that happens at. I mean because I think that that happens at lots of ages because it gets so all-encompassing so quickly that you can just be like this is all this is all of my life and, and then you just this like
1: praise so you feel like you everything is going great you're like yeah. yeah my my career is going fantastic but it, it starts to become if you when you don't have yourself figured out that starts to become something that defines you you like yeah. cling to that for definition and i didn't understand how like h- how that wasn't helpful to me at the, at the time
0: yeah 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 yeah
1: you're dealing with so many different personalities when you when you're working it's like very well for me it was very easy to like get wrapped up in being a chameleon to people please the right type of person in this situation and this is what I need to do to get this done with the ultimate goal always being like this is what I want for the set and this is how I will achieve it in these ways by acting this way with this person and you know inspiring them to to do this by doing this and it's just so much work to to have to think about who you're being or be confused by who you're being because again like at the beginning of my career I didn't know that I was undiagnosed with autism and ADHD so I was confused by a lot of things in my life in general or lots Mm -hmm. of things that were like frustrating me and like if I had had some understanding of that I think before I went in it wouldn't have felt so life and death everything I was doing yeah because I would have you know been able to fall back on other parts of my life more Mm mm-hmm what's some work that you've done that you're particularly proud of or something I
0: don't know something you like a lot that you've done
1: my my favorite project that I I don't want to say favorite because other projects might get offended I'm really proud of my work on Slip. Yeah. Um, Slip, it was a Roku Channel show. Um, it's It was Zoe Lister Jones' baby. And like, she wrote and acted and directed and did everything, basically, yeah. for, this, for this show. And she came into it with a really clear, thought-out vision, which was really nice and really helpful, I think, for me to create some really good work because I knew... I knew what her style was. And so as, as soon as I understood that, I could run wild with suggestions and mm-hmm. with my own ideas. And it just gave it gave me a lot of room to creatively play and to think about all these minuscule details while also thinking about this big overarching, because it had very clear themes, like big overarching themes and then minuscule details that tell those stories. and. I think we just made some really cool sets and some really cool sets in there we did a lot of built-in lighting yeah Um, i really i really got to think and learn a lot about lighting like i always i always think about lighting in terms of the design or i try and light my sets as much as possible in terms of the right mood with practicals but I think that this one really took me into a deep lighting dive, which was really, really fun for me to, to mm. learn from the cinematographer um, Daniel Grant and him being so um, open and collaborative as well. Yeah, I, I just, I just, I like, I like the look of the show.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. That's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. I love learning new things. Also, it's always like a little bonus. Yeah, you know? like
1: I, I. Th- i don't know if i like force myself out of my comfort zone to always learn something new on every project but that i have an aversion to just going back to an idea i've already had for a different project or like that i have i have an aversion to looking at too many references for something because i feel like it's drawing me away from the story and into like we like filmmaking is storytelling it's not architectural digest Mm -hmm. like we like with set design, isn't just the architectural, the decoration aspects of it. It's we're basically creating the subconscious impressions and feelings that an audience member gets by visually looking at this. Yeah. Like they're not focusing on the set, but they're absorbing all of that information, mm-hmm. and it's a very expressive. Like I think at a certain point, like if you're a designer, you have to have a certain amount of an eye and an innate like artistic sense that isn't just about your technique and 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 what you're like if you're a painter it's not just about how well you can realistically paint it's about what you can evoke and I want to find like trigger points that I can use to connect with the story when I'm looking for inspiration
0: yeah yeah that's awesome now I want to now I want to design something (laughs) (laughs) I want to go research something and be inspired. Who inspires you? Or what inspires you? It doesn't have to be a person.
1: I kind of get very inspired at, at random. Like in terms of in terms of people, I like just watching people who are really really good at something. I like I like seeing the effortlessness of being really good at something and and people who don't have to try, try so hard at being good at something because they've tried so hard over over time or they just have an ability to connect with what they're doing in a like very innate way Mm -hmm. um like i find that that inspiring to me to like watch other people like doing like amazing things in like flow states almost yeah it it it, it inspires me to like connect myself my my state to that kind of state in terms of things i i get very inspired at random i think because i'm processing I, I take in, like, everything in my environment all the time, mm-hmm. whether I want to or not. Yeah. Also, I think my imagination has always been kind of crazy vivid ever since I was a little kid. Like, I can make kind of a connection out of anything for an idea. And so most of the time, it's, like, filtering out information from my brain to let the good the good things that I've seen in the world and have the space to... be clear enough to inspire me yeah so I'm constantly taking mental photos I think of everything I see because usually it's it's, usually it's not something obvious that inspires me it's like something that I find like emotionally touching um, like an object or something or a a photograph or something like that like, I don't really remember being in, ever inspired by, like, you know, l- looking up direct references for things. Mm-hmm. I find that informative and it definitely helps me a lot, but it's just educational to me. Yeah. Um. Like, it's, it, like, for me, it's just like a challenge to stop being inspired by things. <laughs> um, so I don't really think about what inspires me a lot. It's more just, like, I think about organizing my inspiration.
0: Yeah. That's awesome what do you love about what you do
1: I mean I re- I really love what I do like in in, in, in general like yeah. the, the the best parts are obviously the production design part of production design yeah um for me <laughs> versus all the other parts that are involved in the job yeah um, like working out an idea on paper or like just drawing on my iPad and um and just you know you're raising things and you're like oh this is better and then seeing it suddenly exist and with all the de- with all the level of detail and thought that you've put into that final rendering of your drawing with all the like layers of research or inspiration you've put into it it's like seeing that come into real life is like it's a little shot of heroin yeah every time you <laughs> see see your set yeah put up. it's like it's it's like a power trip. I, li- I like it like I like getting that adrenaline rush feeling from from knowing that I've spent the time putting so much thought into this and then all these amazing people have helped to create it. Like, yeah. like I like for, for, for me, like I wouldn't naturally gravitate towards a job with tons of people in it and doing this has like forced me to learn how to talk to people and to appreciate people and just to like be a better rounded human being. And like, yes, there's lots of aspects I still need to improve on and then I wish the industry would improve on, but I just like my job. Yeah, (laughs) that's great. I know, I understand. I've been feeling like that. (laughs) (laughs) What does leadership mean to you? Leadership, I think starts with having a natural sense of confidence in what you your goal is or what what the overall vision is and then inspiring other people to be a part of it with you Mm -hmm. it's I think it's different for everybody how they go and achieve that but like my style like as a leader is basically to think out loud a lot like I'll sit down one-on-one like I know that I won't like a graphic that somebody's designed for instance and I take that to be my problem not the graphic designer's problem because I haven't been clear enough or I don't know 100% what I want Mm -hmm. um so what my instinct would be is to steal the project from them and then go into my head and and um you know think about it for a while until I play around and figure out what I do want or yeah. what does look good I think that also comes from like my early days of designing where I would kind of figure out some sets by going to a million stores and be like this oh wow this could go with this and this and then my ideas would form so mm-hmm. it's very like um figure it out by doing like I can't think of a set straight away until I put a pencil down yeah um like, what I had to become comfortable with doing is letting other people in on that process. Mm-hmm. Like, and not being afraid to sound wrong or make mistakes. Like, just keep throwing out ideas and then other people will be encouraged to include their ideas in, into the mix. So it's not, leadership isn't about hierarchy. It's about guidance, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you hope or wish for the next generation of women in film?
1: I hope that the next generation of women doesn't feel like the circumstances they're in forces them to prove themselves just to do what they can already do. Mm-hmm. I hope that the next generation of women in film like, is walking into circumstances where they aren't given reasons to have to do that so much.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we'll change the circumstances so that they don't have to prove themselves every everywhere. That would be great. Yeah, for
1: that for that to become normal because right now it's just it's just something that women do whether they think about it or not. Yeah. There's so many amazingly talented women with ideas. I like I hope that the next generation of women doesn't try and create stories like men. I hope they try and create stories like themselves. Yeah. Because we need more new stories out there.
0: Yeah. That's nice. Creating stories like yourself. We can hope. We can hope. And we can work towards it. We're all doing our part. We can. We're all indeed. doing it. Yes. <laughs> okay, that's all the questions. Okay, thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you. Was it all right? Yeah, it was good. Okay. <laughs> If you enjoyed this episode, you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash the shore. You can also follow us on Instagram at the shore pod. That's at the